Hello everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode, my name is Gabby and I've been lost for the past month because I've been working on different projects to help in Latin America and also help different people to get themselves into the Bitcoin world and to understand how the unit asset that we do have is authentic and unique. So let's keep in track about Latin America and more information that you need to know about Bitcoin and other situations. So I took the time to speak about Venezuela in this podcast because there are many people outside asking me the question, uh, this, this normal question, Gabby, do you think that it's going to be happening, the massive adoption uh, uh, in, in, in Venezuela about Bitcoin? And my answer is always is the next one. We need to understand what is really happening there. We need to understand how, is, how it works in a, in, in a country where the hyperinflation is working daily and the process accelerates everything. So um, this is an interesting question that I always uh, I always receive or I always uh, receive because of my nationality. But the reality is another one. And that's why I'm taking this chance because I want that other people in other countries can understand what's really happening there. And to be more open-minded, about what is the new uh, reality in this uh, trimester because it changed pretty fast, okay? So I'm going to be speaking about, actually, about the borders, okay? I'm going to be talking about the currencies, yes, currencies, and also the main problems that are happening there. So the new reality in Venezuela is that the official bridge between Colombia and Venezuela is finally open after a pandemic situation, but the reality is another one, okay? Even if the borders or the bridge is officially open, the restrictions from the Venezuelan government are really inedible. And the corrupt militaries from this country look for something valuable that you have with you. And once you enter to the country, they want to take it, okay? It's it's pretty normal that how they behave, okay? So... It's it's almost when you you just put your 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 first foot in Venezuela, like the other the other side, you feel fear that someone is gonna take something away from you, and you don't know why, or maybe it's because I I've got the trauma uh, of what Chavez did with with my my homeland, with families, with my family that, that it was pretty no, normal to expropriate what you had, right? So, but it's still that same behavior once you arrive there. So, hundreds of Venezuelan Colombian citizens, uh, m- most of them are used to hundred trials, which is pretty common. Those are like um, illegal, okay, borders that people use to cross, okay. And normally, those are two two point five kilometers stretch to cross the borders daily, and. After one of those 200 trials, you can see another reality and another economical context because it is entering into a new economy workflow 
and the Bolivar Fuerte is just a souvenir of our history. In October 1st in Venezuela, the digital Bolivar came as a new monetary cone that is the product of the third reconversion that has taken place in the country in less than 15 years. And that, that will try what these predecessors, like the Bolívar Fuerte and the Sovereign Bolívar, could not stop. <laughs> that is the hyperinflationary cycle that has plunged in the country for four years, and which is one of the highest and longest in history. Even the entire banking and financial system in Venezuela were ready, let's say like that, that for the new monetary system reconversion. Nevertheless, the rules of the game are completely different from the reality, okay? So the rules of the game are really <laughs> out of this uh, context when we speak about Bitcoin, when we speak about other realities. Pay attention to this because if a person wants to pay, okay, let's say that you went to a restaurant, you want to pay with dollars, they have to accept their rate or you have to accept the rate of the of the owner that is providing the service of the product, and you have to pay according to the rate that they are providing you. As being said, people make their own rules according to the rate of the day. It normally is less that actually is actually that you find in the in the reality in the in the real market. Okay. So if they are willing to accept the currency that you have in hand, you have to accept the, the, the rules that they are playing with you, okay? But once you arrive at the first major cities in Venezuela, called San Cristobal, you can see prices in Colombian pesos, dollars, bolivar fuertes, and digital bolivars in their daily routines or daily basis. That's the common one that they use, okay? The common ones. And the current currency used in, in, in San Cristobal is Colombian pesos due to the scarcity of dollar in the area, but it's not the exception, okay? Because if you travel five or six hours uh, from uh, away from the, from that place, you will find some areas that are determined by euros and dollars, okay? So Venezuelan people commonly use different currencies in circulation, okay? Taking into account that foreigners... Uh, like euros or dollars, but the main problem of using different currencies is that people do not know how much is the real value of these currencies because they set up prices according to their own fiat rate. Okay, so they're making they're devaluating the money, okay, and increasing the price of products or services. So it's really it's really insane how. People were there, even, even um, I have different friends in different episodes on my YouTube channel. You can find me, Gabby Vivas BTC. And I made an interview, a guy that was in Caracas just visiting. And was, uh, we, were, we were shocked just the fact that even eating a pizza there, it, it costs it more money than eating a pizza in Italy or in Venice, in places that you already know that it's, it's, it's a really great pizza. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's really interesting how the economy works in Venezuela, that everything that comes here is going to be devalued by, by, even, by, by the, this transition of, of inflation. And we have to, to, to also to understand that Venezuela does not produce, okay? It is a country that that brings everything from the outside and they just consume. It means that products get higher prices every single day. 
plus the big corruption in different military checkpoints that you can find means that the final customer gets inflated prices, expensive food, expensive clothes, and devaluating the other alternative that they get in terms of currencies. So once you arrive even in Venezuela, you can find people that, even my family, it was, I was shocked, but that like they never told me that they were receiving their money, half dollars, half Colombian pesos, half, half euros, and or sometimes transactions. So it's it's difficult even to, to understand the economy, how people are trying to survive because yeah we have a solution for it but we also need to understand that we need uh, people who can educate them who, that they can explain to them why it could be the best solution for them but at the same time it's, it's we need to take into account that they are all they are trying to survive in a crisis that it, it has been taking a lot of time now and it's it's my it's my point of view i I've been wondering what kind of solution we can we can provide or me as a person, what kind of solution I, I can provide. Uh, what I've been doing is just to speak with different people, creating jobs opportunities. And it has been wonderful to to feel close to my to my homeland, close to my to my roots. But it's really difficult to assimilate all the process that my country has left in the past years and that every single month is going to be completely different and sometimes i feel um, a little bit of fear <laughs> because i don't know what's going to be happening in the world but with all the situation that we are all living after the pandemic situation i think uh, in terms of economy we can we're going to be close to those experiences but i'm i'm really an optimistic person and i hope that Bitcoin can fix this. Thank you so much for listening to me. Remember that my name was Gabby and thank you for attending this meeting with me. <laughs> so I hope to make this another episode pretty often. I'm going to make sure that at least the next year I'm going to have more episodes about Venezuela, Colombia and specific about Latin America because I'm going to be traveling really soon. I thank you so much, guys, for being there with me and bye-bye. Ciao, ciao.